As we continue our push to the upcoming fantasy draft season, it's time to go under the hood and take a dive into some of the most overlooked fantasy hockey trios across the NHL, Buffalo Sabres, LA Kings, Minnesota Wild, Seattle Kraken, and more so that you can find all of the fantasy studs you need to dominate this upcoming draft all on today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Let's get this money. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You heard the music and you know what time it is. It's time for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast Big Wednesday edition with your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. And on the other side of the microphone, it's my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Rodin. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day and every single day that we get a little bit closer to the puck drop on the upcoming fantasy season. I'm getting a little bit more fired up and I'm not trying to get overly hyped, overly early, Steele. But some of these angles that you and I are going to now start to take are going to be critical to making sure you dominate your upcoming draft. And that means on today's episode, we're taking a look at some of the top overlooked fantasy trios in the game. Some of the line mates that had a really good season last year that you're going to want to be paying attention to this season. We're talking about the Boston Bruins, not. We're talking about the Buffalo Sabres, the LA Kings, this, the Minnesota Wild, Seattle Kraken, and some honorable mention steal productive trios that we think will also be together this time around. And you know what? At the end of it all, Steele, if you have your eyes on even half of these players and you're able to acquire some of them or have them on your team, you're going to be sitting real pretty when money season rolls around at the end of the upcoming campaign. So why don't we get right into it, Steele? I want to turn it over to you because I know we have some of the same players or some of the same teams here, some of the same trios. But you got a little bit of a different angle here. I know you're on point today, though. Don't you worry, hockey fans. I'll throw it right over to you, though, because this is going to be a very interesting conversation. Yeah, it is. And I'm very excited for this one. I thought, you know, I figured we'd have a few of the same teams, maybe not the same lines, but I do have a few honorable mentions and maybe mm -hmm. you have some of them as well. So I'm not going to go into full detail, but like, it's more about maybe the overlooked player on this yes. line instead of the line itself. So my yes. on my honorable mentions, I have a Carolina Hurricanes line, Sveshnikov, Kokniemi, and Martin mm -hmm. Nate Cash. For me, okay. uh, a guy that could go overlooked this upcoming season is Jesper Kokniemi. Mm -hmm. I was a little hard on it, hard on yes, him the were. last few years, but he really stepped it up uh, towards the end of the mm -hmm. regular season and in the playoffs for the Carolina Hurricanes. So I really like that line. Another one for the LA Kings, which I think you might have, is the Fiala Dubois Kaliev line, mm. and I, that you mentioned it a few months, maybe a month ago, about Arthur Kaliev getting mm. a little look on that second line with those two players, and then the Dallas Stars, Jamie Ben, Wyatt Johnson, and Matt Duchesne that overlooked player maybe being Wyatt Johnson just because he's a little young, but we really liked what we saw in the playoffs. So those are my three honorable mentions to start off this episode. But like at, at number four, you know, it's not, it's not a, a one through four. It's not uh, mm -hmm. ranked, but mm -hmm. the, the first team I'm starting with here are the Buffalo Sabres. 
Mm. And the line that I think and the players that I think are going to go overlooked a little bit is that second line of J.J. Paterka, Dylan Cousins, and Casey mm. Middlestat. I like it. Uh, you know, Paterka, 32 points last year. Middlestat, 59 points. Dylan mm. Cousins, 68 points. We've talked a lot about Dylan Cousins. From time to time, we've talked about Paterka and Middlestat. And all of them have varied with their with their time on ice in the NHL so far. You know, Paterka... Yeah. Only averaged 13 minutes last year. Middlestat had 14 minutes and Cousins had 16 and a half minutes. So now that they're on a line together, I think they'll get a little bit more playing time behind, obviously, that top line of Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck. Uh, but they're going to get a lot more minutes. And the thing is that they're still very young 21 years old, 22 years old, and 24 years old. I really like uh, Casey Middlestat with his playmaking ability. The peripheral stats aren't quite there yet. But Dylan Cousins makes up for that. So I'm not saying mm -hmm. draft these guys back to back to back. No. You could draft Dylan Cousins in the fifth round somewhere. Then you can later on in the maybe in the 13th, 14th, 15th mm -hmm. round, you can go after a Paterka or a middle stat and yep. maybe get two, two of those guys, maybe even three if you're a little bit bold. But for me, I really like what this Buffalo second line is starting out to look like with these young players in mind. When it comes to making sure that you are maybe that GM in your league that takes some of the players that are a little bit off the beaten path, and I don't mean like they're bad or you're taking a really bold risk. I just mean they might not. There's a lot of GMs out there, Steel, who they read those magazines. They <laughs> stick to the top 50 or 60, you know what I'm saying? And they might miss those guys who are in the 60 to 100 in that realm of the best 100 players in the game. This is where I think more of today's conversation is really going to help the average GM out there listening. By yeah. the way, shout out to all the listeners who already showed love and interest in our next season's Listener League. We might need to have two or three of these going, Steel. We've had some good <laughs> ideas in the comments, some great ideas in the DMs. Make sure you continue to hammer that subscribe button and feed us those comments. We're making notes. We're making lists. Every single person that's interested is going to go into a draw to make sure you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Steele and I in the upcoming fantasy season. Got to get that off the little sidebar note. But what I wanted to just say very quickly is, and my honorable mention, is the trio of Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin, and Alex DeBrinket, which is yeah. likely going to form that top line in Detroit. Yeah, there could be a little bit of fluctuation, but it makes sense that it's those three young players together. I know Dylan Larkin isn't as young either as DeBrinket, but Lucas Raymond is. And I really like what's going on in Detroit moving forward. Just like we've been a little early on predicting the downfall of the Boston. <laughs> we were a little early on predicting we were, we were. Of the Detroit Red Wings, but baby, it's coming. And if it's not this year, it's definitely next. And I mean like playoff success, but success is going to come for that top line. So that was my number one honorable mention. And number two, not honorable mention, just my number one or first team I'm looking at. <laughs> Age Thompson, Alex Tuck, and Jeff Skinner. I know in dedicated yeah. hockey circles and by the end of the season, we recognize that the Buffalo Sabres scored only – two teams scored more than them next last year. And that was the Edmonton Oilers and Boston Bruins. They finished third in scoring ahead of teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs, Florida Panthers, and others. So we know this team can bring it offensively. So it's some of these moments that I think the big flashier names, and I know Tage Thompson's is getting up there. Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner can be had at really, really good value. And I think they're just going to continue to put up stellar offensive numbers. Yeah. Well, I don't need to rehash this Buffalo Sabres take because you mentioned it nicely with what was going on with the other line of Paterka and Cousins and others. This team is going to be knocking on the doorstep steal for a wild card spot. Owen Power, Rasmus Dali. Now they got a goalie. 
Buffalo had to be mentioned as one of those overlooked teams. Of course. Because of how bad they've been. But if you don't mind, I'm going to slide very quickly into another team that you mentioned just quickly in the Dallas Stars. Because not only is that line that you mentioned of Wyatt Johnson's definitely going to be overlooked, again, in some more dedicated circles. Sure, Mans are going after Jason Robertson after a very, very good, I believe, triple-digit point season. I don't have that numbers up, but he was very close if he wasn't in triple digits. Rupe Hints went off in the playoffs. He's now established himself as a guy that can just absolutely get it done. And I think, Steele, and I know, dedicated hockey heads, and in those circles, Rupe Hints is going early. But if he's out there and he's been looked over by some GMs that aren't as dedicated, Rupe Hintz might be one of those overlooked guys that you can snag, and he is going to put up 70 to 80 points with ease, if not more. So those were the two teams that I wanted to get off my chest right off the jump. You can't forget about my boy, Joe Pavelski, over there. Still getting it done. I was leaving that to you. 30, I was leaving that to you. 39 years old, yeah. And, he's and only 39? He will be 39. He will hey. be 39. He's getting up there, but he's still producing the offense. And just, yes, just to uh, uh, facilitate that point of yours, Jason Robertson finished with 109 points Thanks. last year. So triple digits. And you're right. Indeed. Jason Robertson and Rupe Hintz, as well as Tage Thompson, making a name for themselves Dang. as some young studs in the NHL right now. Yep. Yeah. And this is it. Look, right. Like there's going to be a lot of listeners out there being like flip overlooked. We've been on Thompson. We've been on Jason Robertson. But you have to also remember, guys, that not every single GM out there listening has been playing fantasy hockey for 10, 12, 15 years. And we see you out there, the people who are saying, hey, we're diving into fantasy hockey for the first time. So I'm trying to help out the experienced listeners, and I'm also trying to help out the guys and gals out there who are new to the game because that's how you dominate it. And if you're new to the betting game, Steel, you know you got to be checking out today's sponsors, our friends from FanDuel Sportsbook, because today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Football season is about to pop off and FanDuel is giving you all the chances to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. I'm loving this angle, Steel, and I'll be sprinkling heavy on FanDuel. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you get bonus bets back every time they win throughout the regular season. You get bonus bets that you can spend on spreads, player props, over on and a whole lot more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Get started today. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. Make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, and continue DMing us, leaving comments on the YouTube channel, letting us yes. know if you yes. want to be a part of the Fantasy Hockey Listener League. Again, probably going to be two 0. separate leagues. 2.0, second edition, but there's probably going to be two different leagues this maybe year, a casual more. and a competitive. Again, maybe more flip if there's hey. enough interest from the listeners out there, which Deal. I would not be afraid of doing again. If we can get more people hey. on here, yep. absolutely I love it. I might give up my day job, Steele, if we get enough fantasy <laughs> leagues going. I don't know. I hope my wife isn't listening. But, hey, if we get enough interest, man, just might quit and go fantasy full steam ahead and just, you know, start a GoFundMe to, to pay for my groceries since uh, how unsuccessful I was last year. But <laughs> we're talking about successful trios. So why don't I turn it back over to you for another underrated, overlooked trio, perhaps, that you're having a look at. 
Yeah, and I'm going straight to one of my favorite teams in the NHL, the Minnesota Wild here. I'm going to my boys out west, the Minnesota Wild, and I'm looking at that second line of Matt Boldy, Joel Erickson-Eck, and Marcus Mm, Johansson. mm, I like it. Uh, Boldy was really, really strong in the regular season. Obviously, didn't have quite the postseason as we expected yet again for him. Still a young player, still a young stud out there, but 63 points. The the peripheral stats for Boldy were very, very solid. His shots were getting up. His blocks were getting up a little bit. Joel Erickson Eck, the same Mm. type of player, 61 points in 78 games. Very solid peripheral stats, 247 shots, 119 hits. He's a dual threat on special teams, power play, and penalty kill. And then I really liked what I saw from Marcus Johansson last year with his time Mm. in Minnesota. He split his year with the Washington Capitals and Minnesota, played uh, or had 46 points in 80 games last year. 18 of those points came in the 20 games that he played in Minnesota. So I thought he was really strong after coming here from the trade deadline, played excellent in the postseason as well. There's not much to love with Johansson with those peripheral stats, but I'm hoping they get bumped up a little bit playing with Joel Erickson and Matt Boldy on that second line. I really just like what he was able to do. Uh, You know, he changed his game a little bit. He was taking the puck strong to the net. He was finding the the open man in the Mm. slot. And, Mm. you know, he is on the older side. He is 33 years old, I believe. But again, playing with Joel Erickson and Matt Boldy on that second line behind Kaprizov, I think that's going to give him a little bit of a a boost with his uh, with those peripheral stats. Where I would be focusing on this situation, and <clears throat> excuse me, I think you're spot on for bringing this up, Steele. My bad, everyone out there. My voice is going a little horsey McCorsey here. Matt Boldy finished eighth in Calder voting a year before last. Yeah. 39 points in 47 games, and he hasn't even started to scratch the surface of what he can do, Steele, in my opinion. And he's really starting to get confident. You know me when I see the numbers go up in ice time and confidence. That's where I want to buy into a player. And uh, hello, 15 minutes in ice time the year before, up last year to almost 19 minutes in ice time per game. My man is starting to understand the game at an NHL level. And now look out and where I actually think the quality and most important angle to this team that comes through Johansson Steele is he is playing with another guy in Joel Erickson Eck who can allow Matt Boldy to go out there and do yep. his thing. That's what I really love about this trio. And that's where I think you're going to get the most value Double, I hate even saying this deal because I know you're going to go out there and snipe Matt Boldy ahead of me. And there's a lot of my competition in my Keeper Dynasty Leagues listening in every year because there's some snake mans out there, Steel. I don't want to say it, but Matt Boldy is so freaking high on my list. I am really excited for what the future holds for this kid. There was moments of greatness, flashes of brilliance, if you yes. will. He's on the list with the Seth Jarvis's and Cole Perfetti's of the world. And I didn't want to tip my hand this early in the offseason. But if you're a listener out there, you know Steele's got my back on this one. Double circle Matt Boldy because I think you're in for a breakout year. And my man also has in 128 career games in the NHL, 46 goals and 102 points. So he's only 20. Uh, let me check this one, Steele. You know me in the birthdays. He just turned 22 in the spring. He's not yep. even close to scratching the surface. He's six foot two, 200 plus pounds, and has all the ability to bring it on the NHL level. I don't know what you think about that take. Well, obviously, there's a smile on my face hey. right now. Whenever you're hyping up my boys over there in True. Minnesota, you it's know true. I'm going to be a happy guy. You just know I am because 
I feel so strongly about this team. I believe in what they're and uh, what they're able to do. I believe in Bill Guerin and what he's goalies been able to looking accomplish. real good. The goalie's looking great with Gustafson and yep. obviously as uh, a backup and a mentor like uh, Mark Andre Fleury is yes. incredible. I'm liking that. I really love this team, and so whenever okay. anyone talks. Uh, what you just said, and you know, talk positively <laughs> about them. There I absolutely go. love it. There's a there smile ear to ear on my face right now. Right uh, there, maybe there couldn't be as much said about this next team Ooh. and next trio that I have going on, but Here is. it might be a little bit of a bold take. But Hit these me. players will be overlooked. Hit me again. A little bit of a bold take here, but That's I'm going okay. with the San Jose Sharks second line of Mike Hoffman, Logan Couture, and Anthony Duclair. And I'm going to explain okay. why and for my reason okay. here. Yeah. To me, and you know how I feel about Logan Couture. Yes. Logan Couture, to me, seems to be one of the most overlooked fantasy players in the league right now. 67 points in 82 games, 198 yeah. shots, 70 blocks, 130 hits. His takeaway to giveaway ratio is absolutely insane. It's almost 3-1, to one, I believe. And looking at what his preseason rank was last year, 203 was his preseason rank, and he finished 57th in mm. fantasy points last year. So that just, to me, shows how overlooked this player is. Most definitely. And then, yeah, most definitely. And, and again, this is a little mm. bit of a bold take because no, they I'm are new to the team. But Mike it. Hoffman, 34 points in 67 games last year. Anthony okay. Duclair is, was coming off an injury. He had nine points in 20 games for Florida. Mm. But the year prior to that, or the years prior to that, he really found his game in yeah. Florida. Obviously, he's play, he was playing with much better talent and much better players around him. But if Logan Couture can kind of get that out of Anthony Duclair again, to me, that second line, again, this is going to be a bad San Jose Sharks team, but that doesn't mean yeah. you can't find fantasy value on the team not. itself. So of for me, I'm, I'm definitely going after Logan Couture again. And if I can yeah. you know, get a sneak draft pick on mm. Anthony Duclair mm. uh, late in the draft rounds, 18, 19 maybe, yeah, for me that's an absolute steal if he if he's fully healthy, of course. Yeah, and I just wanted to clarify: Are you saying Mike Hoffman is also draftable, or are you looking at him a little bit differently? Maybe he's a waiver wire ad, like in one of those flyers yeah, in the I'm, first week or two. Because only like I'm here for all of those takes actually fully, and this really fits the mold of overlooked. Especially I'm here yeah. for it with Logan Couture, and I really like Duclair. And I'll hit you with my take on this in one sec. But I just want to make clear: Are you drafting Hoffman? Because that's a really bold take. No, I'm not drafting okay. Hoffman. This okay. might be a guy that I pick up yeah. off the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. Like in the first few like in the first few yes. weeks of the season. Agreed. But again, just looking at what he's done over the last two years in a bad Montreal situation. Yeah, oh yeah. 35 points in 67 games, 34 points in 67 games. Yeah. The stats have been relatively the same. 154, 150 shots each year. Okay. Uh, okay. Blocks and hits stay the same pretty much as well. So there's yeah. some fantasy value to be had, but mm. we know what he was able to do with his time in Florida yeah. for a bit, as well as yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's not the same type of team. Weird. Obviously, this is San Jose we're talking about, mm -hmm. but if if Logan Couture, the captain of the Sharks, can sort of get both Duclair and Hoffman back into the, a, a very clear mindset and competitive mindset, uh, even with what the team's looking like right now, yeah. he could it could be a, a flyer pick on Duclair and then a waiver wire mm. pick on Hoffman. Well, here's what's interesting is they both actually played for the Senators and for the Panthers. They and did. You know what? This is the angle that I take with this, and obviously this is just right off the top of the dome because you're just mentioning this now, is – yeah, those were bad teams. 
but Ottawa, even Florida, you know, there was pressure to win in Florida because they were had the expectations. Yeah. Ottawa is a Canadian market. Montreal, even when they're bad, there's a lot of pressure there. You're going now to a team that has no expectations. Yeah. And a team with no media pressure and zero attention to it. So maybe that's exactly what Hoffman and Duclair need because at times it's looked like they can't hack that media grinder. And I know that Duclair actually for sure has still the most like young and offensive upside aside from Logan Couture when he's healthy. So there's the caveat of the health there. I'm totally here for this take. I love it. I think you can really get a good couple of these players like Duclair at the very back end of your draft. I ain't touching Hoffman in the draft with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> but I might be looking at him if I got a winger or an offensive piece go down in the first week yeah. or two. And that line trio, if they do end up playing together, because that's a projection as well, that is what we're looking at, Steele. I got a couple of other teams to talk about very quickly after the break. Why don't you take us right there? Very excited to see what your last three trios or last two trios are, I as well two. as my last trio here uh, in the Western Conference. But first, thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love and support you show us every single day. And we are going to continue reiterating ourselves on every episode up until yes. the Fantasy Hockey Draft. Please continue DMing us leaving comments on the YouTube channel. If you want to join the second edition of the Fantasy Hockey Podcast Listener League, absolutely want everyone to feel included and be included in this. So if we can continue getting more participants every single year, it's just going to continue to grow and the community is going to continue to grow as well. And that's what we want here on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Flip, I'll throw it back over to you for your next overlooked trio. Who are you looking at right now? According to my friends at moneypuck.com, also just starting to get used to this tool at MoneyPuck, you know, they're pretty <laughs> solid. There's a lot of trios on here that produce, you know, 20 plus goals. And you're looking at this list and even your crew of Paterka Cousins and also it was Quinn on that trio for a little while there. They were also solid, but I'm looking even farther down the list on an LA Kings team that I think you and I are going to have a conversation later this week on teams that you can mine for fantasy studs that you can just keep going back to the well with the same team. And the LA Kings are for sure going to be on my list. And, you know, you can talk a lot about what you and I already did uh, with Arthur Kaliev. They bring a lot of value up the middle with Pierre-Luc Dubois up front on Kopitar, Adrian Kempe. But what about that third line steal? Trevor Moore, Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson. These you know are the kinds of pieces. Yes, sir. I know you do. That's why I had to bring it on here because mans don't exactly have a ton of energy to go toe for toe <laughs> here right now. This is not a JT Miller rehash. Trevor Moore, Philip Deneau, and Victor Arvidsson have now proven in back-to-back seasons that not only are they effective trio together, not only do they have chemistry, but they've been putting up points. And I wanted to just bring this up because last year, Victor Arvidsson, yet again, this is Mr. 50 to 60 point man. Last year, 26 goals, 33 assists for 59 points, 228 shots on net steal. He also brings 48 block shots, 25 penalty minutes. So yeah, you're not drafting him for the peripherals, but he is the kind of guy that, you know, maybe in really like in shallower leagues where you're only drafting like nine or 10 players and there's eight yep. GMs, you're not drafting Arvidsson. That's not going to happen. 
But in most other formats, he is a very draftable player as someone at the back end of your draft can bring in you a little bit of everything. And actually, Philip Deneau is the same player, and so is Trevor Moore. Philip Deneau had a career year last year in 54 points, 63 penalty minutes, 152 shots on net. How about also 81 hits, 75 block shots? What I'm trying to say here is they will be overlooked. And these are guys that you can fill out your team and balance your team off because not only do they bring a consistent 50 to 60 point plateau, they're bringing those peripherals and those will add up, especially if you're able to snipe these guys at the end of their rounds when they're being overlooked by other GMs. And that's what it's all about right now. That is exactly what it's about right now. We're trying to find those players hidden, hidden gems on teams, but that you're are feeling this right take, now. right? You're I do it. feel that. T- Man, Thank you. You know what? You know I love Victor Arvidsson. You know hey. I speak highly of Trevor Moore, yes, and of course yes, Philip Deneau bringing it yes, up sir. the middle as well. That's going to yep. be a very strong team. The LA Kings have very solid Agreed. lines up and down. Uh, it, it's going to be incredible to watch that Western Conference so. this year as well. Even you know Eastern Conference is still loaded, but that LA Kings team looks yeah. legit. They do look. Still, legit. you and I are ready to watch Montreal <laughs> Canadiens versus Arizona Coyotes right that's now, and we call that exciting as well because we're just degenerates and we're hockey that's heads exactly, and we're ready to that's get exactly it going. Exactly on yeah. the nail flip. We are yeah. ready for the NHL season to, yeah. to start right now. This is my last trio that I'm looking at that could be overlooked for this upcoming season. And I'm going to the Calgary Flames actually right now. Like and I'm going like to the this. second line of Dylan Dube, Nazem Kadri, and Matthew Coronado, the uh, you know, young young draft pick from 2021, first round, 13th overall Whoa. pick. Dylan Dube was very solid last year. 18 goals, 45 points, 136 hits, 155 shots. He Again, and this is a player that has only been in the league for five seasons so far, and you love this stat. Wasn't really getting enough ice time until last year. Finally went up to over 15 minutes last year. Gets 45 points in 82 games. But the four years prior to that, he was was barely cracking over 13 minutes of ice time for the Calgary Flames. But in his fifth fifth NHL season, his hits go over 130. His shots Mm -hmm. get over over 150. uh, His points get over 45, or they are 45. Every single year he's continuing to grow, and he's only 25 years old right now. So every single year he's getting better and better. Nazem Kadri, obviously not the same like we saw in Colorado in that incredible season, Mm. but still very valid and still very solid fantasy value. 24 goals, 56 points, 56 penalty minutes, 100 Mm. hits, 267 shots. The peripheral stats are great. And I actually think he's going to get more than 56 points this year. Me too. It was just a very bad season overall for everybody on Calgary. Not just the players, the general manager, head coaching. That one. Yeah, it was just a brutal season. I think we can expect them to be a lot better than what we saw Mm -hmm. last year. Maybe, again, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't make the playoffs, but they should be Mm -hmm. a lot better than what we saw. And from what I've been reading online, from what I've been watching, everyone speaks so highly about this kid, Matt Coronado. Loves to have the puck on his stick. Really loves to be the driving force on the line. Smooth hands, has a quick shot. Again, 13th overall pick back in 2021 and currently plus 8,000 to win the Calder Trophy. Whoa! Could hey. be a very intense race. A very intense race. But I, uh, I I really like what this line is shaping out to be and what I saw from Coronado's okay. uh, stats in the USHL as well as at Harvard. This guy mm-hmm. can really play from what I've seen on YouTube as well. So I'm very excited to see what this line, if this line stays mm-hmm. as it is projected to be. 
Which is one of those caveats that, you know, you and I are looking at overlooked. It's a really early. We're in the middle of August. We're, you know, we're, what, almost two months away from these guys actually dropping the puck. We're so that's, close. That's, we are close, deal, and That's why we have to look at these angles. Also, Dylan Dubay, not Dylan Dub. You know me with the names. I just got to throw it out there. <laughs> I just, you know, maybe we just keep it Dub. Maybe it's better that way. We'll roll Doobie, one up Doobie, we'll Doobie. Doobie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 45 points in 82 games, and I love the peripherals, like you mentioned. 136 hits, like 47 penalty minutes, and you know the Calgary Flames were basically, for me, from a betting perspective or from a fantasy perspective, one of the hardest teams to watch last year, one goal games that they lose blown leads, bad decision-making from behind the bench, poor goaltending, you name it. They had it going on last year. So I think to predict a bit of a bounce back from the Calgary flames is a very good thing to expect. And their players are going to benefit from that. And very lastly, steel, not Excuse me again. I got a little bit of a hiccups here on today's episode. (laughs) Not even a bounce back steal. Just, I think, credit due. And a team that you were on early for trying to show some respect to a squad and a player that I'll talk about in a sec. You were on them early, and it's Seattle, Kraken, and Jared McCann. Jared McCann is making $5 million a year. He had 40 goals last year, Steel. (laughs) This is craziness. Hats off. To Ronnie Francis. They also have one of our favorite goalies, I think, or goalies, one of our favorite coaches that you and I can agree on in Hackstall behind the bench. We love everything that's going on in Seattle. They also threw the bag at our boy Vince Dunn. Everything's starting to align nicely. Maybe it's just my boy and Vince Dunn. I thought I had to bring us in together on that one, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, about it's that okay. One. It's my boy then, Vince Dunn. I'll take the heat. But let's also not forget, before I get a little bit too off and my voice totally goes, the Seattle Kraken finished ahead of the New Jersey Devils, the Dallas Stars, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Colorado Avalanche, and goals scored last year. They scored the fourth most goals in the NHL, and they're just starting to really feel it together. And the trio that I needed to mention, and this one's for sure going to go overlooked just because of the market they're in and because of everything that happened last year, and it's Jordan Eberle, it's Jared McCann, and now Matty Beniers. And this group is going to be run back out there, guaranteed. There is there is no way Hackstall breaks up that trio. And yeah, Jared McCann is not a sexy name steal. And you were one of the first people, I think, honestly, to come out there. And by the way, you put your opinion on the internet every day. So this ain't no closet take. Jared McCann is starting to very much establish himself as a 30 to 40 goal man. And I don't know if 40 is what I'd expect. But given the chemistry with Beniers and Eberle, you now have a vet on the right wing in Eberle who is fine yeah. distributing that puck around. He doesn't need to be a shooter. Matty Beniers has proven he can do a bit of both. So what does that mean for our boy Jared McCann, who we know likes to shoot that biscuit? 210 shots on net last year. I say the number goes up. I say the points could go up. 70 is not his basement. Not even close. I think 80 is fine. Jared McCann, for me, becomes a very draftable player. And that trio is for sure, most definitely, overlooked. 
Jared McCann might be the second most overlooked in the fantasy offense. Hey. He's right there behind Logan Sure, My boy, you know who it is. We like hey, to see how we're on point today, there. Steel, aren't we? We are on point. Yo, this is this has been one of the most unbelievable episodes I think we've <laughs> yeah. ever had. Oh, this Pat, you're great. back, you Pat. Mine, here we there go. We go. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> this has been an unbelievable episode. We appreciate everyone tuning in every single day. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen. Again, make sure you're tuning in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, three episodes in the month of August, and then ramping back up starting September 1st, five episodes a week once the season starts again. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your summer bets out there, and we shall see you back here again on Friday. Peace.